All right, welcome everyone. This is not an AA meeting. It is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong, page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution to the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and it's being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all share meeting, rather it's a question and answer for Paul H. Take on the 12 steps. For details on Paul's events, his history, under arrest, books, t-shirts, and past event videos, check out the website zenbitchslap.com. So today, Paul, we're gonna, we're gonna take a passage from page 86. And it's uh, middle of the page. I will read it. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for an inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the, how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it's not probable we're gonna be inspired at all times. We may, we may pay this presumption with all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will as time passes be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Well, that's what you got today, buddy. How's that? Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for taking the chair. Paul, alcoholic. Welcome, everybody. Um, yeah. This is, these are directions, especially when we're in the beginning. But because these directions work and what's behind them actually works, this idea of that higher power or a higher power, these things lead to other conditions. So uh, when, do, when, when does the asking God to direct our thinking actually become established? You know, who knows? Maybe the first week, maybe couple of years, whatever, but it's in a process. And this is sort of speaking about the beginning of the process, getting into the habit, yeah, of taking this year. And after a while, you've taken the posture. Yeah, it's sort of like when you're practicing something like Tai Chi, the teacher is trying to get you to move in a certain way that that initiates the feeling of a flow yeah so he corrects your posture 
but it's not the posture, it's the flow that's the point, yeah? So this is sort of correcting our postures, and when we stand or we live under these suggestions, things start changing and new things get established uh, over the old, yeah? And so, so we employ our mental faculties. So basically, after a while in AA, that which seemed to be the root of the problem or where the problem resides, the thought system, and you had to paint it in a very broad brush. Every thought's crazy. Now you've been re, uh, uh, reintroduced to the thought system, and now you're having intuitive thoughts, yeah? Or sort of like in the morning I wake up and there's a something I'm doing, like a little project. So then there's thoughts about how to do that project, yeah? And different ideas, and so I have one look of something, and then it gives me a different idea, and the whole thing changes, yeah? So this is what's going on. You're moving more toward a fluid state than a stagnant state, yeah? So we do these things as habits, and those habits produce a change of character, and then that which was, let's say, a rigid posture is now a flow, yeah? Yeah, I hope. I mean, I feel that's how it goes. And so uh, I don't think about my day much anymore, really. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I think, yeah, I guess I do a little bit. Well, I'm not thinking, but there's thoughts about it, but very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like the we relax and take it easy that's pretty much the norm mm -hmm. uh, we don't struggle yeah that's pretty good we are often surprised so sometimes these will be infrequent experiences but they get established yeah so you get established in you're relaxing and you're taking things much more easier you get established in not struggling. You get established in it's so you're not surprised that the right answer comes after we have tried this for a while. You're not surprised at all at all. That's the norm now. Yeah. So there's you're reacting as if you're relying on something reliable. So surprises. <laughs> you're not surprised that that the answer works, you're surprised by what it brings about. Yeah, I can see that a lot. Yeah, but I'm not surprised it works. Uh, yeah, what used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. That's the progression of recovery. Yeah, just like we are, it's always stated in our community, uh, alcoholism progresses. Well, so does recovery if you stay in this way of life. And so being still in experience and having just made conscious contact, many people in these squares are past that point. They're not in experience with the sense of conscious contact. It's become that unsuspecting inner resource is very, very assured and very, very intimate for some of us, yeah? So this is the map. It, this is the beginning of the map. And a lot of us are in the destination already. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
We're not living in Omaha trying to get to L.A. anymore. We realize we're in L.A. Yeah, so there's no need to get there anymore. Yeah. Now, being there can look a lot of different ways. Yeah. What seems to allow something to occur isn't how that which occurs may express itself. It may express itself in different ways. Yeah. You may not be a rigid, you know, whatever. I feel more like a free range alcoholic and not a, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Never, nevertheless, we will find that our thinking, as he says it a lot in these two paragraphs, will, as time passes, be in more and more on the plane of inspiration. Yeah, well, for some of us, time has passed a lot. Yeah, some of us, 30 years of sobriety. So that's a lot of time has passed. And we've uh, noticed that we're on a plane of inspiration. Yeah, to me, the plane of inspiration is pretty empty. You're just in a, a not knowing, and then you're going to find out. That's a nice, spacious place, I feel. Yeah. Maybe to sort of before you get there, you have to have all your ducks in a row. But after a while, the ducks are like free ranging, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. Now, when does when is there time to ease up on certain things and when there isn't time? That's sort of the subtlety of a relationship with a sponsor down the road. Yeah. If you've worked with the same person for years and they've watched you grow in this program and they've grown in this program, then these subtle uh, changes can be navigated. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be in boot camp when I when I'm on whatever, you know, I'm on vacation. Yeah. It's just so someone may say, hey, your boot camp though necessary and rather long is over. And now it's about maybe, you know, having it by giving it away and sort of more relaxed and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I noticed I've had some people I worked with that my suggestion at one point to them was stop doing inventories because they were doing so many inventories, looking at every little motive, it turned into an obsession with self, really. Yeah, I mean, that idea of thief and policeman, the policeman had a lot of fucking stripes. It was really walking the beat called my friend's name all day. Yeah, so, yeah, chill it out a little. Yeah, yeah, that's my feeling. So, again, this is how the design for living or the way of life brings about certain things. It's not a replacement for that which is brought about, yeah? It's a, It's almost like a, It's like a preamble to the show. It's necessary, but the show is, yeah, is what you enjoy, yeah? The freedom from the bondage of self. And I hope when people who are in the bondage of self I think freedom from the bondage of self as a present tense state is very attractive. Yeah. Very attractive on some level. And uh, yeah.
So it's a great reading. I mean, this whole way of life was in sharp contrast how, to how I lived day by day. And it was a simple way, a simple set of tools to allow something to correct what I couldn't correct or what any other human power could, could correct, yeah? Now, I like the tools, but I really appreciate what wields the tools or what comes through the tools. Uh, if it was just a toolkit, then it would be a program of self, you know, reliance, self-embedderment. But it's not. It's a, it's a toolkit that, that it's use, the use of the tools is based on surrender, which is beautiful, yeah, I feel. So we're wielding a tool not to get ourselves better, but in the spirit of surrender to maybe be put to better use, yeah, in this life. And to find our seat assignment, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I know for a lot of people that have come come in, you know, it's important to grasp this, you know, this these principles and stuff. But after a while, as people know in this these this Zoom that, you know, the principles grasp you after a while. And then, you know, you work the program, but then there's the point where the program's working you. It's almost as if you didn't, you had to go through a lot of stuff to realize there's a cruise button in the car. Yeah? If you try to use it right away, you probably would have fucking crashed. But you go through a lot of phases, and then a cruise button is revealed, and you set the car on cruise. <laughs> yeah? And you can enjoy the landscape as you go by, yeah? You can smell the roses and smell the coffee and shit. <laughs> oh. I'm a believer, a real cheerleader for... I mean, you know, if you were... You know, when you're in good hands, uh, it doesn't look have to look like a struggle, yeah, because you're in good hands, yeah, and you've realized certain things, like the incredible idea of self can't get out of self. So you stop trying to make yourself better, and you let something else make you better. Yeah, my view, and a lot of that has to do letting go of old ideas of what you and better is yeah and a lot of that more more than you know plotting out a course and then you know full steam ahead no i surrender the boat and i surrender the ideas and i let something else fucking direct the navigation yeah <laughs> i feel no and, uh, and you know that Oh, reliance on self likes to sneak back into the driver's seat. It does. And, uh, and you can tell when there's anxiety about outcomes and a lot of shit. There's, you can, there's indications that it's driving the boat again. Yeah? It, you can feel it after a while. After you've had both drivers, you can tell one from the other as this sentient car, so to speak, 
you know how you're driven when the one thing's behind the wheel, and you know how you drive when the other thing, yeah, is behind the wheel, yeah. So, uh, I feel like you can be in the habit of being sober, which is you're in the habit of having the one driver drive the car, yeah. You get into the habit of it. And if the other one says it's driving, you realize it's not. Says it's going to be driving, you realize that probably won't happen. And says it was driving, you may give it that, yeah? <laughs> but it's in the back seat, and you're very clear about that, yeah? <laughs> it usually likes to tell you while it's in the back seat, it's behind the steering wheel, and you don't have so much faith in it, you fucking believe it, yeah? But in fact... It's false evidence. And sooner or later, you're going to have the eyes to see false evidence. And it won't appear real. So when it tells you you're screwed, you won't be screwed. Yeah? You won't act out its prophecy. Because you've lost faith in it through the program, and you have faith in the infinite. Yeah? Yeah. You may get caught every once in a while, but as time goes by, that lessens, yeah? And the amount of time you're on the hook is lessened, and, and the damage by being on the hook is lessened, yeah? And so you're in a progression of, of you know, being at the effect of the infinite rather than the finite self. Hallelujah. The finite self can't turn that Titanic. It's already turned. It can't turn it back, Yeah. Like an old master in our spirituality says, your head is already in the tiger's mouth. You're thinking as if it's a choice. You're sober, yeah? You've been introduced to a higher power, and that higher power is going to fucking pull us towards it, yeah? To me, it's like the balk in Star Trek. Resistance is futile. Just fucking, you know, shit. It's so funny how many people I know who have a story about hating AA, they drink again, and inevitably they have to come back to AA. Nothing else works. <laughs> what a drag. <laughs> they drink to get out of AA, and it, the drinking only leads them back to AA. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. So if you have a question, raise your hand. Uh, on the steps or anything Paul's talked about today. You know, one of the things I like what you bring up is you used to say this quite often. You say, thank God I'm not suffering from what's not happening anymore. Yes, that, yes. You know, I love that. I've stolen that. I don't know how many times, but I love that because it's, it, it, it really bears witness to this, this, this selfing that you talk about and this thinking that's repetitive. In the in the in what we read, repetitive. I mean, they say thinking or thought life or something at least fifteen times in two paragraphs. So I really like that because you you always have great metaphors for pointing to these things. So if anybody's got a question, let me uh, bear with me here. I'm trying to. Any hands up? We got any hands up here? But Kurt, you know, yes, Kurt. The magic trick is we're driven by what's not happening. 
but that's based on something happening. There's thoughts happening that are about something that's not happening, and because of our power, we make it so. As Jesus says, it's done according to your belief. Mostly, today is Tuesday. A lot of Tuesday is done according to your belief. If the belief and thoughts about next Tuesday are sufficient, you're going to be affected by next Tuesday now. Yeah? So you're affected by what's not happening, but it's an activity that's doing it now. There's an activity going on now that's affecting you with what's not happening. It's amazing, really. The power that's behind it. That's why, see, we don't even have it. We don't have any idea of the size of the engine of the car that we are. Yeah. We need to have a fucking good driver for this car. If you've got a faulty, failed driver, it could be very, very hazardous to yourself and others because we can make shit out of nothing in the head. Yeah. We can. I see it all day. Yeah. Most of the calls I get is after the head's made some shit out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I always, you know, yeah, you don't like the uh, effects and all the anxiety, whatever, but you have to see the power going on there. It's a huge amount of power to be able to make, sh to have a huge effect now based on something that's not happening. That's incredible to me. So can you imagine if you surrendered that power to something that has a, has a much greater ability of wielding it? Let's call it the higher power. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how a life that looks totally ruined and destitute resurrects in a few weeks or months in AA because it's the same power that was causing the extreme destitution now has been put to different use. It's the same power, really. Yeah. Like some guy says in the other meetings we have, the dreaming gets super, super real because you see the beauty of it. Yeah. Because you've given it over to a greater hand. Yeah. I really feel like you always talk about being driven or self-imposed or to me, it's implying that. Yeah, we have the ability to be to be driven. We we can drive, but we're not that which is does the driving. Yeah, there's some there's either that idea of a higher power or the lower power of alcoholism or obsession with self. Yes are going to be driving. This is not a self-driving car. Yeah. It's, so something's going to drive us. We have enough experience of being driven by alcoholism and the hundred forms of fear and whatever. Yeah. And hopefully now we have enough time being driven by the higher power. And all your option is really is like leaning. Yeah. You just, you, hopefully you're in the habit of leaning towards the higher power, really. Yeah, you're in the habit of it. Yeah. Great point, great point. We got any hands, anybody? Selfing is happening, but usually selfing is about what's not happening. 
So we don't see that. We only get the what's not happening is happening. Yeah, it's not true. It's, it's selfing that we're not aware of. The mental state is selfing about what's not happening. And then there's, a, there's the belief in that and it seems to be happening. And then we're surprised. How's that happening? We don't see our role in things. You know, it's like doing an inventory. You know, down the road, you could, you could do a spiritual inventory and see the role of the higher power in your life. <laughs> you could. You could write down freedom from a lot of shit and then get to the fourth column and see the higher power's role. Yeah. Yeah. I surrendered. I admitted I couldn't get out of it. And now I'm out of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wanted a better life, could never have it. Now I've surrendered and I have a better life. Well, yeah. I mean, there's going to be working, you know. I mean, the bondage of self is working all day. But look at what it produces. Yeah. It's running the factory, but what does it produce? Misery, whatever, da, da, da. Give the keys of the factory over to the higher power. Let it use the same facility, but produce different effects. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine, like, you get a little bug up of your butt and you have a desire to get a, let's say, a 56 Chevy far out? Yeah. You know, and then you realize it doesn't have any really good brakes, manual steering. It's a bitch, the thing, and your dream just ends from experience. Ah, and then you lose interest in that. But to be the embodiment of a drive, of a desire, yeah, the alcoholism is like an agitated state, always at more, pr promoting more agitation. It's like a constant agitation to be driven by it, yeah? All day, it's fucking merciless. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, stopping at eight phone booths, calling different dealers, do it all day, on and on, enslaved, because your whole condition is based on some material outside of yourself. And you're completely relying on you to get it. And not, not just for a car, like every day, every day. And then the lies build up and the stories to hide the lies. And then you don't know if you're coming or going. You don't trust yourself as far as you can throw yourself. Yeah. And it, the, the last place you want to be is where you are. You just want to drink yourself into oblivion or somehow disappear because this mental here is unbearable. Because of all the shit you should have done and you didn't, and all the shit you did do, you shouldn't have. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like, uh, it's got such a momentum going, it's like going down and contracting, you know, into a, till you end up on one square if you're lucky. You know, and then you have to be managed by other people. That's luck with that descent. A lot of people don't get there. They go, they bypass all forms of help and they're just fucked. Yeah. Man.
we can enjoy peace of mind. What have, what what cocaine addict has ever you ever seen? It's relaxed and free, you know, relaxed and chilled out. None. Yeah, they're always on to the next hit. There's no relief. There. Well, that no relief is mirroring the no relief of active alcoholism. Yeah, it's fucking. It's and it's just like a, it's like a grinder. Just grinds us, grinds us, and grinds us, yeah. And uh, to be out of that machinery is just fucking unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I have such appreciation for it. Yeah. Yeah, so this is perhaps is, this, this is, there's a better way. Trusting something infinite rather than a finite self. All right we've recognized as a whole in trying to trust the infinite as the finite self, because that's just more trusting the finite self. Hopefully that warning has been delivered at these zooms. So we've rec- we've seen, Oh, wait a minute. That's why that doesn't work. My wanting to know God or trust God as self is more trust in self. Okay. Let's clear that up. So, all right throw that out and then the load gets lightened and then we get into that flow of the gravitational pull of the higher power. Self that can't get out of self is an incredible explanation of a lot of mistakes in our moving towards the light, yeah? Self can't get out of self explains tons of stuff if, you op- if you're open to it, yeah? yeah? Why is it that when I'm interested in me, it's probably worse than when I'm interested in others. I do better when I'm interested in others than when I'm interested in me. Yeah. That interest is corrosive. Something's wrong with it. It has a weird agenda. Yeah. It's carrying some infection. So, all right, I'm going to set out on a five-year course of improving self in the act of being identified as self. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. Or I see people, and it's fine, but I see people, the first thing they do is they go to the gym and they get their body together, yeah? And they're looking great, but they're still completely fucked in the head, yeah? (laughs) I understand it because at least you can do that, yeah? But that's not going to replace the relationship with the higher power. It isn't. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you, so, do you think that's what happens when, when you see people take this thing and like take the inventory and take this and, and it gets hijacked by this self-centered kind of you know, repetitive going over and over and over and over. Yes, because we want to become managers managers of resentments and managers of fear instead of outgrowing resentment and fear. Because the self is still on the, it's still at the control table. Yes? Yes. So, okay, you caught me. Let's now we'll become a master of limiting resentments. The bondage of self is still in place, but you know, it, 
It's flamboyancy. It has to pull back a little. Uh oh, I went. I overdid it. The host, the host, became aware of something. All right, let's get better. Yeah. The last thing the parasite wants is the host as the host to see it. The last thing it wants. It doesn't mind being seen by the host when the host calls it me. But when the host becomes a little bit aware, that's the last thing the parasite wants. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll see it's not you. And that opens, up, that opens us up to tons of possibilities. Hey, I can be free from this freaking thing. Yeah. My goal isn't to manage resentments. My goal is to outgrow resentments. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Yeah. All the, you know, for a while, great. I want to be able to manage the fire I can't put out. But if that fire can be put out, sometimes my, uh, my wanting to be the manager of the fire prolongs the fire. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to see that if that, if you're hitting that point. Yeah. Hmm. Any questions, anybody? Anybody got their hands up? Nobody? Anything in regards to the passage we read or anything as far as anything Paul's talked about regarding this? Oh, we got Ruby Rose. Where are you? There she, there she is. Yeah. Hi, guys. Ruby. Um, hi, Hen. Just some things to uh, talk about that's been going on to what you just addressed. Um, I um, had 14 years sobriety this month and uh, went to the birthday meeting and um, talked about this last year through the COVID and on Zoom and um, listening to the way that you explain things and um, just the clarity of it. Um, I don't know what I said because I don't know what happens when I talk. I just, if you want to remember it, you have to remember it because I go blank, whatever the eye, I'm not there. It's just weird. And it just, I just call it blathering. And it's, a lot of it is done with humor because that seems to be something that, um, not sarcasm, but humor, it doesn't seem like that selfing thing can, it's like it's somewhere it can't go. It's out of that realm, but when, at the end of the meeting and after the prayer, uh, a few of the newcomers came up and they really um, appreciated um, what was said. But I know that I didn't say it and I know that it, it, it came from you and it brought them such comfort and relief. And so I just wanted to thank you Thank you again for that. And then something else came up where um, 
<clears throat> I used to think that um, the drugs and the alcohol were the muse for the art that I did because it wouldn't, that self thing would never shut up when I was doing the art. It would just, it would do this, do that. No, you can't do it like that. Well, they're not going to like that. Well, if somebody sees this, they're going to see that. And then it, I would turn on it and I would critique the shit out of it. And then I would just throw it out. And um, so when I got sober and quit doing drugs, I couldn't do art anymore because I couldn't make it shut up. I couldn't make it go away long enough for me to have that happen. It happened in the dance. It happened in singing. It happened in art. It's just this thing that it's like a demolition derby inside of my head. And um, I picked something up and I started another project and I, because of coming on to these Zoom meetings and listening to the non-duality and the 12 steps and working and doing all of that, um, I, I worked with a template on a piece of, of art because I wanted to see how size-wise it would go. And I got to the face, which is always, that's a hard part. And um, so I cut out templates to do it and it didn't, whatever that thing is, didn't want the face to go like that. But I kind of, I personally cared for the way that the face was going and no matter, so I'd redo it to get that self thing to shut up. And the face kept coming out the way it wanted to come out. Even if I drew it one way, it came out the way that the face on this piece wanted to come out. I was like, this, okay, this is okay. This is, it's not my face I'm giving her. It's not that selfie face given her. It's the piece of art got the face that the piece of art wanted to have. And this is the first time that I had it and I actually looked at it and, and I love it. She's absolutely darling and she has her own face. I don't know, see this, I don't know if any of this is making any sense but it really brought to the forefront everything that I've heard you say for over the last few months about what that, I call it the clacker head. I mean, it's just uh, la, 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 la. And then I gave up, it could go on. And then that thing happened where there she was and she's, it's a mermaid and she's absolutely uh, delightful. So I just wanted to thank you somehow when you started out this talk you, you you talked about it when all of a sudden you just see what it's up to and I'm not going to be able to control that like you spoke about but I I, so I really do just take everything to six and seven and sometimes I just launch it with my hands up into the air and go I I, I need help with a lot of this stuff uh, you know sometimes it, I think it's funny now when I hear I'm in over my head. Well, no shit, Sherlock, because that's what it feels like. So I just, I, I really wanted to thank you again and um, the people that I'm, you know, lucky enough to, to work with and sponsor and my sponsor um, to the best of the ability. I share what I've learned on here and um, they can't thank you enough. I just say, I, you know, that, if they want to know, I tell them about these meetings and the Zoom and stuff. But other than that, I just say there's just a new teacher in life that's just got the handle on it for some reason that 
I can hear. So thanks again, hon. I'll be back. Thanks, Ruby. But as you were sharing, when you share, just remember it's through me, not from me. Yeah. It's always been clear. I don't have anything really. <laughs> That's why it works. <laughs> I have something, the ability to be convinced. That's one thing uh, that I've discovered. So, yeah. Uh, anyone else? Well, I've seen some interesting stuff on these squares. See, Dunk, uh, Jacob. Jacob, our friend in Seattle. Hey, Jacob. So a few months back, uh, we were talking about the fourth step, and I had said something along the lines of not really having many resentments for people, feeling that I had more resentments for myself or maybe institutions and ideas. And you had said, take a closer look and you'll find that you do have resentments for people. And that's proven true. Um, you know, when I was in active addiction, I used to wonder why people didn't want to talk to me or didn't want to hang out with me. And now in recovery, um, I think I resent people sometimes for vying for my attention. Um, I feel like they're, tr they, they're, they're breaking my peace of mind or you know, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a subtle form of self-obsession and being, uh, uh, being, you know, that's what, that's what at least I do as an addict is I isolate or, um, I, 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 I tell myself that I value intentional space, but in fact, really what it's doing is it's an antisocial um, behavior. Uh, so through looking at that, in, for the people that I wanna be accountable towards, um, now it's just, uh, it, it's, if I see the phone call, I try to pick it up even if the phone weighs a thousand pounds. Um, but it's, it's also, it's, it's a subtle play. It's a back and forth. Um, you know, a lot of times I find myself going back into my old patterns, but I know that when I'm surrendered and when I'm open, uh, then the interest goes from being self-obsessed and being, to being uh, more interested in others. Um, so I guess I was just going to get your, your thoughts on, on what it is as addicts that has us isolating. Um, and I mean, I know that's a general question, but that uh, makes that phone weigh a thousand pounds, what it is about the selfing that, that keeps us, um, you know, hidden under the rock as opposed to, you know, being out there in the world. And, um, and also I, I know that every, every conversation can't be had every, every email can't be answered. Every phone call can't be answered, but um, yeah, at least I, at least I've sh shown a light on that resentment. And now I have that awareness that, so that in the moment there's the option at least for opening up and taking the call or opening it up and, and giving that person uh, yeah, the respect they deserve. Anyways, uh, that's all I got. Thanks, Jacob. I think you're doing great, Jacob. I do. These are these subtleties. Uh, I like antisocial myself, so 
<laughs> I don't have an argument with it much anymore. This is what happens. It's not so much about changing all behaviors. It's more of an acceptance of some and uh, let's say change or not change gets right-sized. Yeah. Yeah. They can, they may not be uh, that offensive really. Yeah. It's a way of uh, self like casting a, ref uh, a reflection, so to speak. Yeah. So the action figure has its little dualistic qualities. Yeah. yeah. Some will be able to be changed, some it's not necessary. Even though the narration may think it's essential, it's not necessary a lot of the time. So you just bring what you, you know, let's say six and seven is like bringing out the garbage to the street, yeah? If, if you bring out the garbage to the street and you go back to the street and some of that stuff is still there and you've done it 40 times, hey, that stuff's useful. <laughs> it's part of quote unquote being Jacob yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with uh, there's nothing wrong or right with a lot of shit really <laughs> yeah it's just the uh, the meaning that's being given it and uh, yeah. and when we change the meaning we give things will change yeah and you'll find much more acceptance as the this process goes on, I feel. Yeah. And it's not necessarily this, therefore that. It's just this and that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, I Yeah. Would you would you would you say, Paul, it's just there's a lack of commentary on the movement of what's happening. Yes, there's a lack of commentary. It's not taken to be profound. It's just sort of, there's movement. There's always going to be movement. Yeah. But also, see, Jacob, you're doing a job in a way that you're out there. You need your own, own time. It's just like uh, inhalation, exhalation. Yeah. So like in my case, I do Zooms or whatever, and then people, a lot of people get in touch with me. And then, you know, it's good to withdraw and chill out. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't about martyrdom or anything. You just sort of, you give a give and then there's times you don't give and then you're, you get replenished or whatever. Yeah. It's just, you'll, uh, yeah. It'll, it gets more homogenized as it goes. What you think is sort of, distinctly different it's so it gets a lot more homogenized yeah and uh yeah i like alone time yeah, i think it's you know it's, there's uh yeah yeah so you got to be the head will call alone time isolation right <laughs> right it's you got to yeah Got to question the source of these messages. Yeah, <laughs> it may just be it may be uh, having a healthy balance. Yeah, I yeah. remember a guy I knew in recovery. 
And he was uh, trying to lose himself with all this service and sponsoring tons of people. Yeah, and just constantly being out there. And he had a nervous breakdown. He had to go into a facility because there wasn't a balance. He wasn't taking care of some business by getting lost in the business of others. So, you know, it's just, it's, uh, these mistakes are valuable because you learn. And then you learn, uh, uh, it's about balance, really. It's not an either or, it's just the balance. And you're finding it. And so, and this is, uh, yeah. Yeah. So my right, is, is that you're doing great. There you go. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, Jacob. Duncan's got his hand up. Duncan. Duncan. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kurt. Um, hey, Paul, how's it going? Good, good. Um, so just like thinking about the reading a little bit and as it relates, for example, my day yesterday, you know, on awakening, I, I woke up and did my, my sort of Buddhist practice and thought about my day and the intentions of the day. And most of the day went really well. It was relatively productive. I didn't have a desire to drink and thinking, yeah, this is really great. And then I come home and, uh, you know, there's a, a conversation with my wife that's it's about moving and it's a little bit fraught. And I think, okay, I'm not going to engage where this is going to get heated. But then within like 12 chess moves, um, the conversation gets heated and it's an argument and we both say things that are unnecessary and sort of hurtful. And I find myself afterwards like, uh, you know, how, how did I get myself into this situation, um, you know, is it, it the fact that this happened, despite my best intentions, and maybe hers as well, is it, is it, to what degree is this sort of like God's will, so to speak, and to what degree is it my responsibility for having created this sort of unnecessary fraught situation, you know? Well, that's how you'll find that out after a while, yeah. You can't be told it. You need to have your own experience of it. Yeah? Yeah. So you see, obviously, you could look at those events as a certain sense of powerlessness, yeah? You had this intention not to get heated, and you got heated. So basically, that tells me... <laughs> you, don't have the, you don't have the power to... Uh, exact your own uh, outcome yeah all right that's good news that's fine. so i stopped relying on that which is telling me all right we're gonna play this really cheap cool this and that because it doesn't have the ability to, to deliver the goods so why do i want to keep listening it's it's sales pitch i know my flaws always look fucking worse when it leaves yeah so <laughs> there you go that has value. Everything has value by the way you see it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. And a beautiful thing with AA, you may not have been able to keep yourself out of it, but you can get yourself out of it by making amends and whatever. So this is the beautiful, skillful means of recovery. Yeah. So 
hey, I'm sorry. You know, not even I'm sorry. I got a. I got amped up again. I guess I have a lot of feelings about this that I'm not conscious of. And they were triggered. And therefore, a lot of information was was made, was brought into the light. And, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really clear I'd like to do better, you know? Yeah. How are you going to know a blind side, a blind spot until it reveals itself? And you meet, you know, it may be uncomfortable, but you make the amends and then you basically set on a course asking that power to allow you not to do that shit again. Yeah, yeah. Becomes a way of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, see, in this way of life, we use tools that leads us not needing to use the tools as much. Yeah, this is the process. Yeah. If you skip using the tools, you're not going to get to you don't need the tools to uh, as much. Yeah. You're going to need you do the tools to, and it leads you not to need to do the tools. <laughs> yeah, or use the tools. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go you don't go from A to Z, you go through the process and you arrive at places and those places have different rules and regulations and possibilities and expectations that your head's realm does. And you find out, yeah, and you can make mistakes. They're not sins, as they say in the Course of Miracles. Everything can be corrected because it's not a sin. It's not a long-lasting thing. So they're mistakes, and we learn from our mistakes. Yeah? Who wants to go to the classroom of mistakes? No one does, but you learn a lot in the classroom. <laughs> yeah. And this is a safe enough place to to take chances, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Duncan. I mean, the greatest art well, skillful means is Buddhism in a lot of ways. It is. So uh, combined with the, the suggestions of AA, you've got a pretty big arsenal of skillful means. <laughs> yeah, but clearly sometimes I'm not so good at, at pulling out the, the right arrows at the right time. Well, there you go. Yeah, because ultimately... Uh, hopefully you'll, you'll be in a condition that doesn't need skillful means. Yeah. 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 You're just starting, Duncan, in this thing called recovery. Yes? Yeah. 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 Just, the point is, is to trust the process, like we say. And, uh, don't drink or use no matter what and just keep on showing up and more is going to be revealed. Yeah. 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 And our, our sister program, they have a little saying, not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Any other hands? I don't see any other hands. Anybody got a hey, question? Duncan, 
Let me say something, Duncan. Have you ever? How, do you do gratitude lists, Duncan? I suggest that. Yeah, I, I definitely have, and and uh, you know, uh, it's. I guess I suppose I did it more in the very beginning when I stopped drinking, but um, you know, it is something that I that I do think about a lot. So, and in my practice, it's something I think about a lot. Yeah, every once in a while, because. Uh, you know, the half empty, half full thing has a role in, uh, yeah. So gratitude lists are quite, uh, they're a nice reminder. Yeah. Well, I don't see any other hands, Paul. Well, great. It's 1130. We can end if we like. Yeah. I'll say your, your goodbyes. Yes, I'll say goodbyes. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute. Nina was doing something. Nina's doing something over there. Hold on a second. Uh, stop PK the press. PK has his hand up. Who does? Oh, PK has his hand up. He does too. Yeah, Nina. Nina. I got. I have a short one. I have a short one, but a meaningful one. Um, so this is a, an effect of the traveling lighter. Um, I've had a, a strong, heavy, heavy feeling around, um, shame that whenever I feel shame about, uh, anything, um, it's been really debilitating for me. And, um, Recently, when I shared in a meeting and um, and I shared something that I felt like humiliation and shame anyway, and it, 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 it was in a women's meeting and uh, and I shared to an um, I texted to another woman after the share. Oh, yeah, I shared something vulnerable. And and she said to me afterwards, uh, Oh, that's okay. That's just a self-delusion. <laughs> she said, self-delusion, um, uh, you're beautiful and you're sober. And I just laughed, you know, because I heard the word self-delusion in a completely new way, you know, and it completely lifted. And I know in the past, I may have even like I may have even gotten mad. Like that is my shame. Don't take yeah. it from me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I uh, felt literally so much lighter, you know, and it could, and I think that difference of understanding like the selfing process yeah. in action was just like, and then also to be honest with you, I actually had two different people. There's two different um, people in my life that I'm like very, very close to in my meetings. And they have very consistent language that whenever there's self-pity, um, shame, there's a few other, I wrote it down, self-pity, shame, um, defensiveness, self-righteousness. I mean, all those things that come up, they'll go, um, that's a delusion, that's a delusion, that's a delusion. And I can just keep putting it in that bucket, you know? And I go, and, and the consistency of 
that thinking process. Um, I, I don't know. There's just something about where I used to hold on to those things. Um, it's just like, I, I don't know if there's something shifting all at once. I don't know. Something's like recalibrating right now that just, I'm like, wow. Um, I'm just super, super grateful. And I just also, but there's something about these people keep telling me what I'm not like at the, I like, I, I like there, I don't know. There's like your message and them consistently telling me what I'm not while I'm receiving from the power, what I am like there, it's all lining up, you know, and you could feel that it's all happening at the same time. Anyway, I'm just really, really grateful to the message, not to you, just to be clear, <laughs> to the message. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Yes. That's good, honey. Yeah. Thanks. It's good to see, hear all that. Yeah. And who's in the other one? Hey, oh, Pete from uh, Long Island City. Hey, man. Just wanted to say, you know, sitting here, you know, with you and, and everybody in the squares, it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, your conviction, you know, like you said, the it's through you, not you, but you have the ability to be convinced. And I kind of feel like we're convicts, but this is like in a good way to have this conviction. Uh, it's amazing, you know, to sit with everybody here and everybody that's sharing, you know, there's a lot of insight and, and depth and it's it's awesome. I love the way you kind of weave stuff together too, whether it's Course in Miracles, 12 Step Buddhism, it's all kind of, you're like a master weaver or you're, <laughs> you're not anything. There's master weaving going on, right? Mm -hmm. You just happen to be there. But it, it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's really it's it's you know if I can't catch these things live, even doing the replay, it's just such it's like medicinal, and I feel like in a way, this is what I was looking to score from all the dealers I went to, some sort of better way, you know, better living through chemistry wasn't it, <laughs> but but this stuff, man, you know, it, it's the download. It's you, you know, speaking from the heart, man, and everybody else, Kurt. Jacob, everybody, Nina, you know, the whole crew that I've come to get to know, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's it's really it shows the 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 power of, of fellowship and, and community. It's 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 awesome. So I just wanted to thank you as a fellow convict. I'm convicted and I'm dedicated, <laughs> you know, to the Long Island way. <laughs> but now, nah, man, it's just great to hear your voice and, and to see your face. Uh man it, it's good stuff man so i just wanted to thank you for that thank you pk yeah that's great pk yeah you can take the boy out of long island you can't take the long island out of the guy yes like a tattoo long island tattoo uh, yes all right anyone else yep that's it paul Oh, well, uh, let's say goodbye then. Eh? All right. Uh, Jesse from Ireland. Nice to see you, Jess. Ruby Rose from Wichita. It was a pleasure, Ruby. Walter from the Netherlands. 
He's chilling out on his couch. Yes. Tommy. I think Tommy's from Ireland. Yeah. We got the iPhone. I don't know if that's Gabe or not. I don't know. Somebody. He's in. A, there he yeah. is. It's Gabe. Yeah, that's good. Stefan on having never left. We got Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira, Duncan, our our Buddhist contemporary. Yes. Uh, let's see. We got Tanya. Tanya's uh, the truth. The truth. <laughs> yes, I like that. That's good. <laughs> We got Mika. I haven't seen her. There she is, Miss Wilson. Miss W. Nice to see you. Yeah. We got uh, Helen from uh, North England. Nice to see Helen, as always. Nina, always a pleasure. Down in L.A. But she she seems to me like she's from New York, but she's in L.A. It's okay. We got Rich A. Nice to see you, Rich. That's why I say to everyone in Canada, Rich A. Yeah, it's Rich A. We got Mike. Mike with uh, Amelia the cat, yes. I have Amelia the Italian lady. I don't have her. <laughs> I get to uh, lovingly observe her from short distances. Yeah. We got PK. There you go, PK. Thank you for being here. Kurt, sort of like, a, you know, it takes an addict to, to speak to an addict. You, you got to be from Long Island to understand someone from Long Island. It's difficult. It's, uh, it's <laughs> the whole world. But there's even a worse, there's a, Staten Island is even a weirder place. Staten Island is a, is like an, a, an experiment that went bad. It did. It's a sociological experiment. Staten Island's a trip. <laughs> we got Michael S. Michael Stacy. Nice to see you, Mike. Mal, your background is like, uh, yeah, it's wild, whatever that is. Joseph C. from uh, France, always a pleasure. We got, got to see Kim. Kim N. We got nice Kim. Hey, Kim. Uh, she has a picture. I think that, is that Sade. What's her name? Yes. Ah, it was on the money. Uh, Jacob, yeah, Leah, Leah's on the uh, prowl again. She's got her heavy gear on, yeah. <laughs> Noah, nice to see you, Noah, yeah. We got another iPhone. We got Kristen, nice to see you, Kristen, wow, yeah. There's, uh, we got Chris S, we got Aaron C, we got Eamon, Eamon. Uh, yeah, we got Oliver from Berlin. We got some numbers. I don't know what that represents. Hey, everyone. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks. if anyone's interested, we're doing a, a talk today for a group called, it's on the website for a group called Awakening Together, uh, 4.30, um, Pacific time, I think. Is that right, Mike? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want, uh, that's more about the topic of nothing, non-duality. Uh, so if you want to come, join us. Yeah, I may start doing it regularly, but I may not. I don't know. I've, I've left the door open. I didn't give them any 
any uh, concrete confirmation. So, all right. Thanks, everyone. And then I'll see you guys Wednesday, whenever. Yeah. All right, buddy. See you later. Have a good bye day. Bye.